What's up, guys? You're tuned in to The Scoreboard with your hosts, Michael Hill and Ryan Kay. Check them out every Tuesday night right here on Podomatic Radio, the best part of your day via podcast. What's up, everybody? It is January 20th, 2020. You are listening to the scoreboard brought to you by Podomatic Radio. This is a place where two bros talk about sports, pop culture, and everything else in between. You could have been anywhere else in the world, but you're here with us, and for that, we appreciate you. We're your host, the Heartbreak Kid, Michael Hill, and the arcade Ryan K. How you doing, my man? I'm doing all right, man. Uh, you know, just uh, just keeping busy. Um, Aren't we all? Yeah, man. Uh, um, got a. Let's see what, what what I had going on this week. Outside of slinging videos. Outside, yeah. I um, my sister's coming in town. Uh, okay. Yeah, she's a uh, she actually uh, they redistrict some stuff, so she's actually going to be in town for uh, for my birthday and shit, which that's pretty dope. When um, is your birthday? Um, uh, my birthday is uh the twenty eighth actually, but she's coming down this Thursday just so like. Yeah, because I know Tim's is on the twenty fourth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that actually might be the day. Uh, Let's see, it's twenty fourth, yeah, yeah. I think I actually might be there. My sister's coming through, weirdly enough. So yeah, I gotta definitely shout out my boy Tim. Um, but uh, a lot of cool motherfuckers is born in January, even though January definitely ain't a cool month. Yeah, you know. So, uh, but well, yeah, just like, a lot of people are born. Cool people were born in Aquarius season anyway, because I'm my birthday is like a couple weeks after y'all's. Yeah, dog. But uh, definitely. But yeah, so my sister's swinging through. Um, I'm getting dinner with the homies the next day. Um, you know, probably, uh, I don't know what I'm going to be doing the actual day of my birthday because it's on a fucking Tuesday, you know, and that ain't really worth a little piddle fart. Yeah, that ain't shit. That ain't shit, so that's why I'm trying to go do some shit this weekend. But uh, outside of that, man, uh, you know, just just kind of just kind of just chilling. Mm-hmm. Fucking, uh, um, so, uh, uh, ra- random story. If uh, So, uh, I actually, uh, I actually met Trevor Lawrence's brother today. I was telling you that off, off yeah. the air. Um, I ran into him and um, the Target and uh, Anderson, and um, he's a really nice dude, man. Like we're we're gonna go hang out, go grab a beer sometime. He's a fucking nice ass guy. As I said, that would be great if you know Clemson fans and people from South Carolina actually listen to the show. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Which uh, I it was just really kind of serendipitous. I'm a big fan of his artwork, and like I walked up to him and was like, "Dude, I like your art a lot, man." Like I was like, "Are you Trevor Lawrence's brother?" He's like, "Yeah." I was like, "Oh man, I love your art," and he was like shocked, like, "What yeah. the fuck?" 
And I was like, yeah, dude. I was like, he was kind of surprised. And he's like, yeah, usually people kind of walk up to me. And I was like, ah, oh, man. I was like, nah, man. I was like, dude. Trevor's Trevor. I was like, Trevor's Trevor. Like, whatever, dude. Well, uh, we know. I was like, we fucking, he has a laser rocket death arm. Like, I love football and all, but that's not why I'm speaking to you, man. Yeah. Like, you're, I'm, I'm sure you get that all the time. Yeah, it's like, dude, fuck all that noise. But, like, we talked for about 10, 15, 20 minutes, and he was just real chill. I got his number, and like I said, we're going to fucking really random. So, you know, whatever. So, if he gets tickets to a Clemson game, make sure to hit your boy. Ah, oh, man, I ain't trying to bother him. Nah, you, you ain't going to. No, like, if you're cool enough, he's going to be like, hey, I like, you know, you and some friends can come join me for a Clemson game. Yeah, nah. Because I'm pretty sure he gets tickets. I don't know, probably, but that's what you I'm know. saying. Like, we, we talked about it briefly, um, like, very, very briefly, you know, like, mostly so I could just be like, dude, I love your artwork. I yeah, was like, yeah. I like how gothic he. Yeah, go check this man's artwork out. Uh, it's Chase Lawrence. Uh, go check out his artwork he's got some cool shit mm-hmm. so and you know I, I walked up to him and just told him that and um you know it was kind of random so like i said uh, he's a fucking super nice guy um so but uh that's great yeah it was a cool story man for sure if nothing else but uh that's all uh, like i'm glad to hear that because usually i'll be the one that tells stories about celebrities that i meet or people yeah, for sure, for sure, man. I like, cause I, I like, so that's awesome to be on the other side of that. Oh yeah, man. Get to see other people meet other cool motherfuckers. Yeah, it was, it was chill, man. I was, it was exciting, you know. Like I said, he seemed like a nice guy, and I mostly just wanted to talk to him about art. Like, hey, yeah, I'm a, I'm a big art guy. Like, I love it, you know. So, um, oh, that's great. I said we have an awesome show for you guys today, man. We're gonna be answering your listeners' questions. We're gonna be fucking on the Houston Rockets, which I know Ryan gets to talk shit about his favorite person, Russell Westbrook, but. That's going to be later on in the show. We got an NFC title to get to. But first, let's talk about this AFC title game. You know, where the Titans are like, you know, magical run has come to an end. Jeremy, I am sorry. I'm sorry, brother. Uh, You know, that was. But you're smart and you kind of knew this was happening. Oh, here's the thing, man. Like, you know, y'all made it. Y'all had a great run. Um, Honestly. You, your defense did about as good of it as it could have done. It, it, y'all had the first part of that game go about as well for y'all as it could have. Yeah. You know, y'all were in it. You know, it was y'all were ahead. You know, Derrick Henry looked like he was about to have another good game. Then he, he just got stopped. That, that they, started, they started keying in on him and slowing him down. You know, because that, that's the thing. That's the thing, I tell you. It doesn't matter how transcendently good a... Running, running back. back or a defense is, they needed a quarterback to bail them out. Yeah. Sometimes. And that's the thing, man. You know, Ryan Tannehill had a solid year for you guys. He was 9-4 and four as a starter. Beat, went and beat Tom Brady and yes, Lamar thank, Jackson. Thank you for the Tom Brady. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, you know, he wasn't about to outduel Patrick fucking Mahomes. That wasn't about to happen. That just wasn't going to happen. But man. to be fair, not many quarterbacks in this league can. No. Uh, you know, that's what I'm saying. Like, Patrick Mahomes is the best young quarterback in football. Yes. Like, and, you know, that's like no him. disrespect to Sean Watson, no disrespect to Lamar Jackson. Both are fucking fantastic talents who probably both will win their own Super Bowls eventually. Yeah. You know? But, Jesus Christ. You know? Mm-hmm. Like, Mahomes is just some different it, shit. It's, it's unreal. I was talking to a, I was talking to a Chiefs fan the other day that comes into my work. I told him, I said, your Super Bowl window is as long as Patrick Mahomes is healthy and good. Yes. I was like, and as, as long as Andy Reid is your coach. I was like, as long as that's the case, that is your Super Bowl window. Mm-hmm. 
This dude was a false start away from being in the Super Bowl last year. And probably winning it. Probably would have won it. No offense to the Rams, but... They play like trash. Fuck them. They yeah. would have Kansas City would have beat them. Yeah, so, you know, they might not would have played as trash against the Chiefs because the Chiefs defense wasn't popping like that. But, you know, whatever. We don't know. So, um, my thing is... Uh, I like Patrick Mahomes probably might be the best player in the NFL. He might be. He's the fa- I'll tell you, he's the face of the NFL right now. I'll say that. Probably. I, and like, and I remember whenever, I remember whenever people, like the people, like people that watch, that's been listening to us for a long time. I appreciate you guys. You guys trying to come at me whenever we gave, like you know the whenever the Chiefs drafted him, we gave him like a D. And I and how many times have I told you guys? I like I didn't it, have it, a problem with the player. Like, it was just the trade up because he was an unknown commodity. He he wasn't he was wildly inconsistent at Texas Tech. Wildly. And the reason he graded up so high is because when they started doing the drills and stuff, his arm was just so yeah. good. They were like, good God. And the thing is, those guys and scouts love measurables. And the thing is, we laughed about the trade-up because the thing is... He was going to be there anyway. The, yeah, he was going to be there anyway. That was the That's why it was laughable. You traded and, up two spots. He was going to be there anyway. Yeah, and the Chiefs fucking... The thing is... They gave up a lot to get him, too. They, yeah, he, they still... Like... They've been trading for players, too, and they haven't had a first-round pick in a few years. Yeah. Like, you know, he was their last first-round pick. And then the thing is, at the time, too, it felt a little bit more laughable because it was like, you have Alex Smith. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it just felt... Granted, listen, there's a reason why these GMs make big money and we are armchair pundits. Yeah. All of us. You know, we can all laugh. And I laughed, not necessarily at the player, but at the decision... Which it was the right decision. Uh, and, and I and, and if you listen to the show, I told you the only reason I love this is because he landed in Andy Reid. I like he landed with Andy Reid. If it was any other coach, I would have gave this an F. Andy Reid has a great track record with quarterbacks with Donovan McNabb and Kevin Call, but like who was somewhat decent under him, and so on and so forth. So forth. But like Andy resumes, Andy Reid's resume speaks for itself. So that, like the mere fact he landed with that, that had a, was had a, and he had a big part in helping develop Brett Favre. Yeah, you know, like he just again, man. So the whole thing, watch. Like I said, we we were critical of it at the time. And I'll wear that. Like, hey, man. Yeah, I'll I wear that. I like, yes, I was wear that. I'm going to wear that. Like, I know I gave him a D, but you guys are forgetting, you know, why it's, it was what. It's ne- like at the time, they had Alex Smith, who was a proven solid starter. They traded for a guy to sit for a year. And no one, listen, don't act like anybody saw him coming. Nobody saw him Nobody coming. saw him coming. Shut the fuck up. None of y'all did. No one did. No one did. Now, and listen, the Chiefs didn't. The Chiefs didn't see him being that, that, that good, good immediately. Wrong. No. It's wrong. Because Patrick Mahomes might be, this might be the greatest quarterback the we've seen in the last 20 or so years. 20 or so years. Maybe. Like, that just, again... It just—it's—he's it, ridiculous. He's crazy. So, but so, there's no shame in losing to that guy. Yeah. Not in, in Kansas City. No, no. That's what I'm saying. Like, there's no shame in that, man. There really isn't. You know, and the thing is, the the Titans were the Cinderella run this year, and you know, they should feel good about what they accomplished, especially considering the fact that they don't really have a quarterback. 
like Tannehill was kind of the transition guy for Mariota. And the mere fact, like that they shut down Derrick Henry, which you know, which is crazy for just for me saying that about a Chiefs defense. And they made they made Ryan Tannehill like you know beat them. They weren't gonna let Derrick Henry Henry beat him in that game. Ryan Tannehill had to, and he couldn't because he's yeah. not that guy. Yeah, exactly. Like I mean, that's just what I'm saying. He had a pretty good year, but that just that wasn't it. You know. Like, because whenever you stop Derrick Henry, you know you can't utilize a play action pass. No, like that's what I'm saying. Like it just, and that was kind of where Tannehill was successful the the whole year. Like, oh yeah, he would make some throws occasionally, you know. But again, like I said, that there's really no shame in this. If you're a Titans fan, you should be thrilled with the season you had, and you should also understand that, like, hey. You're a really good quarterback away from doing some shit. From doing some shit. Now, I don't know what, what Mike Vrabel's going to do because Derrick Henry and Ryan Tannehill's contracts are up. I'm pretty sure Derrick Henry's going to get a contract, but I don't know what you guys are going to do as far as quarterback quarterback is concerned. All right, there are going to be some guys available via free agency. All right, so I don't know, you know, if they can – because I, I know – I know Philip Rivers is a name that's going to be out there, but he moved, he uprooted his family and moved to Florida, so that might be in play. So I don't think Mariota's coming back. So unless you guys draft one, which you guys aren't going to be in position to draft one, yeah. like anyone, any of the top quarterbacks, you know, you might probably want to bring Ryan, uh, I mean, Tannehill back on a team friendly deal. I don't know how Mike Vrabel's going to do that. I don't either, man. And, you know, like I said, it's. It's going to be interesting to see what decisions they make moving forward. I think they bring back Derrick Henry for sure. Oh, yeah. You have to. You have to. You have to. Like you That's just, a top five running back. Yeah, he's incredible. You have to bring him back. and uh, Because he's like the face of your franchise now. He used to be Delaney Walker, but now it's... Now it's yeah, know. Derrick Henry is the face of your franchise for sure. And uh, you know, A.J. Brown, between him and A.J. Brown, that's two really good weapons mm-hmm. right there. Um, like I said, your, your team's pretty solid. You know, you've improved your... Like... The Titans, the Titans are a good quarterback away from being like an actual like real content- Super Bowl contender. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So like you know, if I'm the Titans, I'd feel pretty good about where I'm at. I would hope maybe to you know, hell man, there's even a there's even a school of thought that like hell they could they could put in Mariota if they really wanted to back out there, let him just be what he is, be mm-hmm. mediocre and suck. And then just try to get a quarterback, try to land Justin Fields or something. Mm-hmm. Like there, obviously you have a bunch of teams that are going to be gunning for these upper tier quarterbacks. Yeah, because you have Joe Burrow, you have uh, Justin Herbert, you have Tua Tagovailoa. That's this draft class. So that'll be three teams that are going to be off the board for that. Mm-hmm. And then the teams that drafted quarterbacks this last year. Or like you know Daniel Jones and them kind of cats mm-hmm. like Dwayne Haskins. Yeah, they're gonna be off the board for that. Mm-hmm. Like they're stuck. Well, I don't know. Like with Ron Rivera, you don't know if he likes Dwayne Haskins enough to even. They might. Do I don't know. Out. I don't know. Ron Rivera is fucking. Ron Rivera is fucking ridiculous. He's an idiot. I have no idea what he's ever doing. So, you know, again, it just. But I feel like that was a good fit for them for that franchise. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I'm. I'm I'm not. A, I, th- I think his time go, like ran out, like you know, in, in Carolina. But I think he might be a solid fit there. I like giving if you know, I like I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt, you know. So, uh, yeah, I like that. That's that. That's what I like was going on for 
of the Titans. As far as the Chiefs go, I'm like I'm so happy for Andy Reid. Andy Reid. Andy Reid deserves this. And Andy Reid is the best, the best, probably the best coach to not win a Super Bowl. Yeah, and I'm hoping that that can be that can just be rectified. You know that he's he's one of the only he's. I think they said. He's the only coach in the league currently, besides Bill Belichick, that's beaten every team in the league multiple times. Yeah. He's the only coach in the league. Like, he's, yeah. he's a phenomenal coach. coach. He always has been, you know? And he's continued to evolve. Like, I've always really loved Andy Reid. I mm-hmm. think he's fantastic, you know? And the Chiefs... The, the Chiefs knew exactly what they were doing. As soon as he got hot, as soon as he got fired from Philadelphia, they hired him 24 hours later. Yeah. They knew what was up. Well, because the thing is, like, you know, the the problem in Philly was just, like, the, their window closed, and they just needed a change of scenery. Yeah, they just needed and a they, new and voice. They both did, and they both did. Yeah, they know? needed a new voice, and he needed to change the scenery. Exactly. Because, I mean, yeah, Reed was great for a long time for them, but, yeah, they they needed a new, yeah. like, just something new. Like, and granted, like, you know, Doug Peterson got them a Super Bowl, but it wasn't, like, 12 to 13 years of consistency as Andy Reed did. No, exactly. Like, Andy Reed had them consistently good and competitive. For, like, a, for, de- for a decade and some change. Yeah, exactly. Like, he's, he's a phenomenal coach like i love andy reed and the thing is he's he's done a fantastic job with this rebuild he inherited a stank ass yeah garbage garbage situation yeah garbage they were the chiefs were garbage this the eagles weren't great too whenever he inherited no no he's andy reed's fantastic and again he's constantly evolved his his um he's constantly evolved his playmaking you know, his like, like his play calling. You know, like, like it also helps that Eric Bieniemy is your like your OC. Yeah, man. I mean, Bieniemy was a fantastic coach for the Vikings. I remember when we let him go. He was our running backs coach. Yeah. Um, during that crazy stretch that AP had, you know, I um I love Bieniemy. I think he's great, and the fact that any coach has no coach has hired him yet is ridiculous to yeah. me. I'd have hired him the second I could have. Mm-hmm. Um, so um. Yeah, Andy Reid's Andy Reid's phenomenal, man. Like, uh, he's just, but he's just done a fantastic job. I just like again puts Patrick Mahomes behind Alex Smith. Alex Smith is decent enough to let him develop and learn how to not like be so risky with the ball. Like he got yeah. to watch a watch watch a dude like be a surgeon. Yeah, like, you know, yeah, he got he he got to be behind a real pro. Yeah, a pro's pro who understood at the quarterback position was as consistent and efficient as a quarterback can be. Yes, I like. Uh, granted, for whatever you want to say about Alex Smith, and like you know, as a number one draft pick, Alex Smith always did shit the right way. Alex Smith and Alex Smith had a solid career. The problem Alex Smith had was the 49ers were in such disarray. Disarray. That, that he had a new offensive coordinator every five seconds. Yeah. Yeah. He talks, he tells a great story about like the fans there being so impatient with him, too. He's like, man, he goes, I like playing on the road more than I like playing yeah. at home. He goes, because I got, I didn't get booed. He goes, like, and that, that's a crazy thing to hear. Yeah. That's a crazy thing to hear. Yeah. You know, so again, yeah, he's probably one of the more underappreciated, uh, underappreciated quarterbacks to play like in recent memory. Yeah, I mean, but, he, but he's a pro's pro. Yeah. He's uh, he's not going to win you a game, but he's not going to lose you a game either. No, and the thing is, you know, he he's not, and 
you know, he's not going to win you a game the way that Patrick Mahomes is going to win you a game. Like, yeah. put a team on his back and, like, just fucking just ball out. But at the same time, Alex Smith made winning plays. Yes. Like, he would sit there and be like, yeah, man, like, I'm going to I'm gonna distribute the ball around. Um, I'm going to make smart decisions. I'm going to make conversions. Like, he, he wasn't going to turn the ball over. He wasn't going to shoot himself in the foot. And he was above average. Yes. You know, like, I loved Alex Smith, and I loved his game. Like, he was just a solid quarterback. And Mahomes got to sit a year behind that guy and learn, oh, because one of the big problems was with Mahomes was the fact that he didn't take good care of the ball at Texas yeah. Tech. He would just make really stupid. He was very reckless. He was just reckless. He made really bad decisions with the ball. And he kind of is reckless. It's just he's so talented. You know what I'm saying? He can kind of get away with it more, more than like the average quarterback. Yeah, and but now he understands when to do that yeah. stuff and how not to do that stuff. Like, he had a better understanding of it. Like, and, uh, and he understands, like, he can't go for the home run, run ball all the time. No, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, he would throw into, like, triple coverage in the end zone. Yeah. Like, and the thing is, he would do that, and he would throw into triple coverage in the end zone, and sometimes it would work out for him the same way it worked out for Brett Favre sometimes. <laughs> but at the same time, like, it's still not a good play. Mm-mm. You know, it's just not a good play, and, and and most quarterbacks would be cut for that. Yeah, exactly. Especially in a preseason, if you're trying to make a team. Exactly. So that's what I'm saying. Like he figured that out, and he's just improved. And it's been, he's the most fun guy in the league to watch. Yeah. And I'll tell you, you know, no offense to the 49ers, they've had a wonderful season too. And I love Kyle Shanahan. Yeah. He's one of my favorite young coaches in the league. Yeah. And the job he's done at San Francisco is is incredible. They went from worst to first. Yes. That's incredible. There, that's in, that's an incredible that's an incredible job by him. It's an incredible job by John Lynch. Um, that being said, um, I personally am pulling for the Chiefs in this. Um, so, so we'll talk. We'll give our Super, we'll, Bowl predi- Super Bowl predictions next week. Yeah, for sure, for sure. But like I said, I um, I definitely like uh, like I said, I I just really like the Chiefs, and I think I love Andy Reid. Patrick Mahomes is fun to watch. Um, they have. The fact that they have an offense where Sammy Watkins is the third option is ridiculous. Yeah. Because your your Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey are your one and two, mm-hmm. and then depending on what what week it is. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like their offense is ridiculous. It's just so talented everywhere. They're just loaded. I like their, their defense. I like you know is playing a little bit better, but they also have elite pass rushers. Yeah, man. I mean Frank Clark is good. Uh, he's a shit talker, but he's good. Uh, Tyron Matthews incredible. Yeah. He's so good. He's always been incredible. Yeah, he's been he's been fantastic. He's been electric since he got in the league. Yeah. So good. You know. I like you got Terrell Suggs there for no reason, only for pass rushing reasons only. Yeah, that's just been that's been a big boon to them for sure. Yeah, and I and I'm no he's excited to be back in the Super Bowl, so I like it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be real fun. Be more so because the Patriots aren't in it. But for the first time, I feel like this Super Bowl is gonna be better than last year's Super Bowl. Yep. For so many reasons. Oh yeah, for sure. For so many reasons. But uh, coming up next, I like the Houston Rockets are struggling like hell. The arcade is probably happy about that because Russell Westbrook in particular is struggling like hell. So I like be on uh, keep a lock. We got we got that and our quarter of the week. Keep a lock on the scoreboard. Podomatic Radio. Oh, hi. Do mother owe you money? Have you been in an accident? Let me 
represent you. Here at Dashy and Dashy, we promise to get you cashy in a flashy. What? Oh, the tech. I'm leaving this shit on. You know how much this shit costs? I'm taking this shit right back after this commercial. I know what you're thinking. Dashy, how do I know you are the right lawyer for me? Don't listen to me. Listen to my satisfied clientele. Dashy got me 1.6 billion on my malpractice. He even threw in some duct tape, a bag of Skittles, and this free rush card. Not to mention the boy cute as hell. Hey, boo. Uh, Dashy got me 66 million dollars for my accident. God damn, he look like you ain't never recover. Lady, Dashy got me $200 and an iPad for my slip and fall accident. I mean, the iPad was used, but... Anyway, um, here is another one of my satisfied clientele. Yo, the homie Dashy got me 3.3 jillion on my lawsuit. Still not satisfied? Maybe one of my celebrity friends could change your mind. Yo, it's your boy Hover, and you know Dashy helped me get all that cake, 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 cake. <laughs> he the only reason I could make Holy Grail. Yep. <laughs> How you think I got Justin Timberlake? <laughs> yep. <laughs> Your boy, thank you, Dashy. Ho! You can sue mother for damn near anything nowadays, including slip and fall, car accident, he stole my girl, or she stole my man. Got caught cheating, but I still wanna sue though. That mother ate my lunch and it had my name on it too. Borrowed my Super Nintendo back in the day and still ain't returned it yet. Didn't follow me on Twitter. Didn't double tap my pics on Instagram and many more. Haven't been in an accident? That's okay, hit us up. Let us know where you gonna be at and what time. We'll show up and make sure you get into one. Sure, you gonna be in a lot of pain, but hey, money heals all wounds. Need money right now? I'm talking about right, right, right now. Look, if your ass can't wait, call 555-7768, bitch. Dash is not really a lawyer. Do not trust this motherfucker. He will take your chick and all your money. How do I know? Because the motherfucker did it to me, and I thought we were boys. That's fucked up. What's up guys? This is the scoreboard quote of the week, brought to you by nobody, because we're broke. This was supposed to be a segment dedicated to people that say amazing things. But as everybody knows, we'll focus on gems like this. I would, but uh, I know where that hand's been. And this. Studios, they make sure you ain't booty. Holy crap, I don't know who the hell we think we are. You couldn't stay off the weed. Playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. So with that being said, here are my two favorite guys, HBK and the Arcade. Welcome back, guys. It's the Quote of the Week. Since you went, wait a minute. 
You went first last week, right? I don't remember. I don't remember either. But I'll go first. I'll go first. This quote goes to my man, Steve Raglan, the kid that I went to college with. A pretty cool guy. Haven't seen him in forever because I stay in Greenville and he stays in Anderson. So, uh, yeah, and I don't be going Anderson like that because why the fuck would I? So, true. No lie, there's nothing here for me except my nephews and my brother and my sister-in-law. So, um, his his quote of the day is, said i was talking with this man about anime and this dude told tells me that king of the hill was his favorite anime of all time i'm hurt deeply (laughs) (laughs) that um that's funny uh i've seen i've seen stupid joke shit that's just like um king of the hill is anime for southerners and that that shit's funny but uh that's not a real thing obviously king of the hill is not anime no not at all they, like them, them South Carolina people are like, what's the difference? Yeah, boy. Um, so, my quote of the week goes to the incomparable Charles Barkley. Okay. So, um, it's relevant, too, because weirdly enough, we are watching the Golden State Warriors play the Portland Trailblazers right now mm-hmm. uh, while we're recording. Um, it's been a game. That's what I, I'll say about it. Which uh, means it's not very good. It's just not bit. Damian Lillard's always must-see TV, but shit, outside of that, this game's yeah, rough. Yeah, because I'm getting a hard on watching Willie Cauley-Stein do nothing on the basketball court. Yeah, man, it sucks because Portland over here dying because all their players are hurt. Nurkic, Collins, fucking McCollum. Like, they ain't, they ain't got nobody starting right now. Nobody. So, you know, Golden State's the same way, so this game's just trash. But uh, Charles Barkley was talking about Draymond Green the other day when they were playing Denver. And he went, Draymond don't talk as much since he's averaging that triple single. (laughs) Man. (laughs) Man. (laughs) Fucking ruthless. Oh, shit. Charles Barkley, man. What a fucking asshole. I love him. God damn, that was funny to me. And I like he he be telling the truth most of the time. Oh hell yeah, man! I like shit. I like shit. Michael Jordan. Don't even fuck with him no more because he be throwing truth bombs and shit. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, like Charles 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 dunked on him being a bad owner because he is. Yeah, he's terrible. And fucking yeah, Michael took that shit way too personally. It's like man, shit. You know, like it's like LeBron. Like LeBron got mad as fuck. Tried to talk shit about Charles Barkley because Charles is in be indict like talking about him as a player. Oh yeah, going to the Heat. Well, it wasn't even that. It was just like fuck. It was a few years ago. Uh, he was saying something about him like being shitty at free throws or like it was something that it was some deficiency in LeBron James that was a fair criticism. Yeah. And then LeBron tried to go the fuck off on Charles Barkley and talk about how he's a crappy like fucking like person and he was like listen everything he said is true because like, i don't run away from that he goes but the difference is everything i said about you was basketball related and there was no malice there and you chose to respond by talking about me as a human yeah and it's like yeah man like it just it kind of just made lebron look like bad yeah you know um so you know again like i said it just Charles Barkley don't be giving a damn, yeah, and the stuff like, he says is accurate. This is accurate. I like Charles Barkley does what I what I what I'm doing better and doing, and I feel like a lot of people should do. Embrace your truth, so nobody can use that against you. Yeah, there you go. You have to. I like you know. But speaking of some truth, I like you know the the Rockets did lose 
are like you know again tonight after they lost the uh, last night to a to a Lakers team that didn't have Anthony Davis, which is freaking hilarious. Brian, this team is six in the West. Is it is it time to cause for some concern? Yes, absolutely. Now, granted, this is the dog days of the NBA. Um, that being said, this team. Okay, this team has always been bad at defense, plain and simple. Russell Westbrook helps some on that end, but not really. James Harden, like this team, this team is just really deficient uh, defensively. But here's the real problem: so you know they're they're deficient defensively. And they have two really ball-dominant, ball-hog, selfish motherfuckers trying to split up touches with each other. Oh, did they add? Because I know James Harden averages like 30 and Russell averages 25. So, that's close to 60 points. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. They're they're the second highest scoring duo in the league or the highest scoring duo in the league. I can't remember if AD and LeBron are the highest scoring duo and they're the second or vice versa. I can't can't remember. They're they're a top duo in the league. Yeah, but so... But just because you're a top duo doesn't necessarily mean that it equates to wins. Yeah, I mean, they're not playing... They're not playing good team basketball. Uh... They're just, they just really aren't. Um, I like my, my thing is I was looking up the um, looking up the stats and I was looking at their roster. They have solid pieces. I granted like a lot of those pieces. This is an older veteran Layton team. Yeah, you know, led by two. Well, like you can probably put Clint Capella in there too because I think Clint Capella is really good. You know, I like Capella. A I, like, lot. I, I like Capella a lot. So my thing is, you still have Eric Gordon. You still have Gerald Green. The mere fact that this team is a six seed and it looks like it's not going to get any better, that's a travesty. That's an indictment. And I think, honestly, like, I think Russell Westbrook is a very talented guy, but I think this just goes to show you that, like, he's not a... I just... He's not a winning piece, man. Like, I just... This guy needs to stop attempting three pointers. The Russell. Oh West- my God! Russell he, Westbrook is averaging twenty three percent from three point this season. Stop. He, he just that's the problem with him. He doesn't understand. Like he talks, he talks so much shit about like, well, I go to the bucket because I go to the rim because I can get there anytime I want, and it's like, well, then do it. Do then. it. Do that, then that's so when that, you're your best. Stick to your strengths. Yeah, that, like Dwayne Wade was always very smart at like, okay, I don't really have, I don't really have a three point shot. I'm not a sharpshooter, but I can make it. Yeah, he's like, I'm not gonna like. He quit shooting threes for a long time, mm-hmm. and it was smart of him to do that because he's like, man, I'm gonna kill dudes off the dribble, and I'm gonna pull up, and I'm gonna have a nice, nice, nice mid range. Yeah. He was smart about that shit, you know? And, uh, underrated facilitator. But, you know, the thing is, like, Russell Westbrook's strengths come from him being a facilitator and him being a slasher. And he's a fucking ferocious freebounder. He does not need to be shooting jump shots. He kills his teams. He kill He... I've never seen a motherfucker want to be a hero more than Russell Westbrook. He, I cannot tell you how many times I've watched him damn a team that he was playing for mm-hmm. when he's on the court and 
they're up by three, and he tries to hit that dagger three, and he bricks it. Yeah. And then they get a they get a an easy layup in transition with an and one mm-hmm. on a, or like some shit like that. You know, maybe not necessarily that specifically, but like or they just went down by two. Yes. In crunch time. And he's gonna try to hit that three. Like he he just his shot selection IQ mm-hmm. is terrible. Yeah, like his shot selection is terrible. I like like especially from the three pointer. Like I said, twenty three percent. That's not good. Stop making it. And as far as rebounding goes, like as far as stats go, like you know your top rebounders on this team is Clint Capella. He's averaging fourteen. James Harden and uh James Harden and Russell Westbrook are at or this or second and third respect. I think James is averaging five and Russell Westbrook is averaging uh six. That's not good enough. I like you know you can't have your two main scores be tops in the team and rebounding as well. Something has to give. Somebody's not playing a role. Like what's going on here? They got a bunch of old pieces in here that don't contribute. They have Tyson Chandler for no reason. Nene should have been retired two years ago. You know what I'm saying? They have Tabo Cephalosha there. I like you know because they want to preach defense, but I don't even see him on a court That's like what, that. And the thing is, Tabo Cephalosha is a damn good defender. Yeah. He's a good player, but like three and D guy. But he's not one defender doesn't help. Yes, it do, it doesn't help. PJ PJ Tucker isn't what he was. PJ Tucker's like thirty five years old. Yeah, and PJ Tucker's all right, but he's not what he used to be. And that not 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 at all. If this team actually cared about fucking defense, they could fucking be really annoying on a small ball lineup. With Russell Westbrook, Tabo Cephalosha, James Harden, uh, Clint Capella, and uh, P.J. Tucker. They could be running that lineup and be really annoying mm-hmm. on defense. The only person that's horribly deficient on the floor is James Harden Yes, in the, on defense at that point. Because my thing is... I know there have been a report saying they should be trying to be all in on a, on a, a trade for Kevin Love, and personally, I might I kind of like that. I kind of like that for them too because uh, it gives them a third option if they could you know they could play him at the four. Um, yeah, he'll be at the four because he's not going to be able to play the five. No, that's what I'm saying. I like that honestly, and they, it, they, he they, fits they, exactly what, what they're, they're trying, trying to what do. they're trying to do. He they should. I don't know why they haven't made uh made a play on that because Kevin Love seems like Mike D'Antoni's type of guy. But somebody needs to do something because they have way too many guards and small forwards on this team that they're not using that are being underutilized. Yeah, I agree. I don't like the I don't like the way this team is constructed. I don't the the, the, the team construction is bad. That that's a huge problem with it for sure. Like just like uh just like Portland, one of Portland's worst things was that they were fucking retardedly guard heavy. Yeah, you know this team is guard heavy as well. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. This team's like that too. Um, they're stupid guard heavy, and it's just not great, you know. Like they, um, you have to know, like, hey man, if you're, if you have too much of this, you need more of that. Yeah, you know, like, as like, because my thing is, I like, do. They have like four shooting guards on here. Like outside of James Harden, who's a shooting guard, they have they have Jer- uh, Eric Gordon, you know, who's a great player off the bench. They have Gerald Green, they have Ben McLemore, and they have some guy named William Hart Howard. Why do you have four? Why do you have why do you have Ben Ben McLemore has been okay for you? Eric Gordon is what he is. Um who was the other guy? Gerald Green. Gerald Green. Okay, like you don't need all of them. You just don't. Like that's what I'm saying. Like you 
Like, and, and you know what's fucked up is they gave up on Montrez Harrell way too quick. They could use a guy like Trez right now. Yeah. You know, they, they need a guy like that. Of course they gave up on Montrez Harrell. He wasn't shooting threes. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like He probably played defense. That's why they gave up on Montrez Harrell. The Dan Tony is just fucking. He's he's a clown, man. Fucking, you know. And they, I like, and I always say this about Dan Tony. Like his style of play wins you games in a regular season. It doesn't win championships. No, never I, has, never will. My thing is the like, only, it, the first year of the fucking Phoenix Suns. It, they they could have won the ship that year. The reason they didn't. Is because they bought into fucking trying to play the way the Spurs were playing, mm-hmm. and they should have went more pace yeah. instead. They should have gotten away from what the Spurs were trying to do. It was stupid. If they had just fucking played with more pace, they'd have been fine. Um, that's the only year that Mike D'Antoni shit might would have won a championship. Mm-hmm. But they traded and they made weird decisions. All right, they let Amari Stoudemire go. They just they they didn't get they didn't sign Joe Johnson like when they could have. There's a whole slew he of things a lot, that a they whole fucked lot of up. Shit that, that they fucked up. But so time. but you know outside of that, they're just again. I don't fuck with Mike D'Antoni. I really don't. He's just he's ridiculous. You know he's just, he's just a ridiculous guy. Like there's no defense played. They don't they don't ever have like exactly what they need yeah like they don't have like you know because okay like you're looking at this team right now they lack rebounding they lack defense they They lack toughness they lack a lot of toughness i agree with that and they have two ball dominant idiots you know and the only reason it kind of works is because james and fucking Russ have been playing AAU ball for years and they've yeah. been friends a long time. And they're like, and they've been teammates in OKC. That's what I'm saying. Like, they've been friends forever. So, like, they're cool. They're cool with each other. Like, you, people always make these big deals about, like, their little spats on the sideline. It's like, man. That happens. That shit happens. It's like, dude, them motherfuckers are fine. You know, like, and they're all... Like, it's not like Chris Paul and, like, you know, James Harden. Yeah, it wasn't like that. Like, you know, and again, I think people made too big a deal about that shit, yeah, too. But um, like, I, I felt like Chris Paul's time ran its course, but I don't think Russell Westbrook was the pill to alleviate what no, was going on. No, I think I think that if you had gotten Russell Westbrook and you had gotten some other pieces, you know, like if they had fucked her, here's here's a guy that just to throw out some guys that left certain teams in free agency. Why would you not go get an Evan Turner? Like a guy that, that that guy just does everything well. Didn't he retire? Evan Turner? Yeah, he retired. Did he really? Yeah. Shit, I didn't know that. Yeah, he retired. God damn, I did not know that. But 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 okay, but my point being is like, why wouldn't you go get guys like that? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, why are you not trying to get those kind of dudes? Why are you over here? You have like one or two dudes on your team. Like you said, you can't have Thabo Cephalosha on your team. Never play him, and then act like you're trying to make your defense better. Yeah, that that, that. that's not. I like. Then they have uh, PJ Tucker listed as a power forward. He's six foot five. Why? That's a fucking small forward at best. Why? And again, he's not. He's not a power forward. And they just again, 
they're just they just they're just fuck ups, man. Like, oh uh, yeah, this team is crappily constructed. I don't like any of it. I like the pieces, but they they fit terribly. They I, fit very poorly. Like I like together. I said, on like on this squad, why do you have four shooting guards? Four why do you, and, and again, why do you have fucking Nene and why do you have Tyson Chandler and him not playing? And Nene and not playing. That's what like there's just a lot of weird shit. You know, with like just the way it's this team's constructed, and you know, I understand. Like you need, like you need one guy like that. You know, what I'm saying the guy that you don't play, but he's old, but he's there for like veteran shit. Yeah, you the need Kimbe a guy Matumba, or two. The Kimbe Mutombo was that for the Houston Rockets forever. You need a guy like that. Like you know, what I'm saying, but you you guys got w- one too many. That's what I'm saying. Like I don't well, like one too many for a team that's trying to win a freaking championship. Yeah, I agree. Like that's what I'm saying. Like I can't. And like, and my thing is like, I think, I like, I think their windows closed. I like, I might be wrong, but like, they're not proving they're not they prove they're not proving me wrong, dude. I, like, I think their championship window is closed. I th- I think so too, man. Like, I I just don't I don't I don't I don't love the way that their team is constructed. I don't love the way that they play. I don't love. I don't love Russell Westbrook in any capacity. So my, my, my thing is when everything is working, it's great. But whenever it's not, it's terrible. And the thing is, that doesn't equate to winning basketball in uh, in July, June and July, and in the summertime. That's why they haven't been to the finals. Yeah. Like, I don't love D'Antoni. I don't... I just I dislike Russell Westbrook as a, as a player in general. Like, I think he's... I think he's a guy... That his shot selection IQ is terrible, and I think that he, I think that ultimately at the end of the day, he's a guy that's always going to be a detriment, and he's a guy that's going to fill up the stat sheet in a meaningless way. I think that he's the guy that's like, yeah, man, yeah, I'll have an inefficient 25 points tonight, and I'll also have 10 assists, but they're all going to be like fucking on lob dunks. And it's a damn shame because, as much as I criticize Russell Westbrook, like I no like he's immensely talented and nobody plays harder than him. That's why it kills me to say that to him, but it's true. Yeah, no. I like the way he plays basketball is not winning basketball, and if he can't adjust his game and adapt it, and he never has, and that's he the never thing. has, and like he probably never will. Diane Taurasi said this one time about him. She was talking about it, and she said. Um, she said, here's the thing. She goes, like, what Russ is doing is, it's like, a few years ago, she was talking about Russ. And she's like, what he's doing is impressive. She goes, but once he once he really figures out an efficient, like, 27, 8, and 7, you know, like, that's when he's going to get real scary. Mm-hmm. And he never has done that. Like, mm-hmm. he's never hit that point where he's playing smart and doing smart shit. uh, Well, he probably won't do that until, like, his athleticism starts to dissipate. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, man. And the fucked up thing is his jump shot's so busted that, like, he's never gonna, like... It it sucks, man. Like, he just should have been better than what he was. And he's pretty fucking good. It's just his decision-making is ridiculous. And I'm saying, like, he's probably one of those Hall of Fame players that, you know... He, uh, he was a great player, but but there's going to be a lot of butts. Yeah, I mean, he's a great individual talent. He's a great individual talent. Like, probably some of the best we've ever seen. But as far as, like, it equating to winning basketball, 
No, it doesn't. I like and it, it, and I hate to say it, but it kind of he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna go down as like Tracy McGrady without the uh, except he has an MVP to his uh, to his name. And Tracy McGrady wasn't averaging triple doubles, but Tracy McGrady was phenomenal. It was just what he did on a basketball court didn't translate to winning basketball in the playoffs. Granted, so, so some of that, a lot of that stuff was Orlando's fault. But when, when he went to Houston and he had, like, when he had Yao Ming, and like, he had, he had a solid squad behind him. That, but but but, but he started getting injured and his eye got fucked up. Remember, yeah. like that's that's what happened to him there. Like yeah. I, his eye got. Like I can't remember what happened to his eye, but yeah. like he started, he got hurt, and it was he was never really this. Yeah. He wasn't the same guy in Houston that he was in Orlando, yeah. but well, he, obviously, but yeah, he was still pretty good, pretty good, you know. But it still didn't equate. He could never get out the first round. That, yeah, that, that's always been a knock on T Mac. That's why whenever he was coming up for the Hall of Fame, I was I was glad he got into the Hall of Fame, but I didn't think he was going to get in the Hall of Fame just for the mere fact they were going to hold that against him. And like, and it's and it's not called the NBA Hall of Fame; it's called the Naismith Hall of Fame. So my thing it's is just basketball. It's just basketball. So my thing is he didn't do nothing in college in college like you know to warrant like have any history in college to propel you because that's how Grant Hill got in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, for, for sure. what for what he did in college, yeah. he had a he had a good uh, solid in a. Uh, NBA career, but what he did in college was what propelled him. Yeah. So to me, he could, he's kind of like the modern day Tracy McGrady, and I hate to put that on Tracy McGrady because a lot of that wasn't his fault, but that's what it is. Tracy McGrady was one of the best. Like it was like an argument about who was better, him or Kobe at the two. That was a very and that was a very legitimate discussion at the time too, because Tracy McGrady was more of a mismatch yeah. than Kobe was. I'll say that. Yeah. Cause Jason McGrady was 6'8 at the shooting guard. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He was just a fucking like he was unguardable. He was long. He was he was he ran like a Paul gazelle. Pierce. Paul Pierce talks about that because he talked about like guarding both of them. He's like Kobe was ruthless. He goes Kobe would figure out, you know, what you were deficient at, and he would just do that over and over and over. Yeah. He'd break you down. And he's like mentally he would just destroy you. He's like Tracy McGrady literally was just you literally couldn't affect his shot. You just had to hope he missed. Yeah. He's like that's well, just like Kobe Bryant said that too. He said that's probably outside of maybe Allen Iverson, that was probably his hardest hardest guard. Yeah, for sure. So just because his game was just so silky smooth and all the intangibles he had along with it too, because he could score from anywhere from the court. You couldn't alter a shot. He could back you down in the post. Tracy McGrady was great. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And as great as he was, he couldn't propel his team's pass in the playoffs. You know, and I feel like Russell was I, I th- Yeah, I, th- I hear what you're saying, but I'll say this too to take it a step further though. Je- um, Russell Westbrook is different in Tracy McGrady in that – He's a guy at the point guard position that doesn't make his teammates better. Yeah. So that's like, like okay, like I think about Damian Lillard. Damian Lillard is constantly breaking down his pick and roll footage mm-hmm. and is trying to, like, Damian Lillard doesn't give a shit if he scores two points. Yeah. He doesn't he gets, care. He just wants the W. Yeah, like he, like, I remember the other night, like, okay, so just to give you an idea of what a fucking asshole Russell Westbrook is. Uh, Damian Lillard fouled him, and Russell Westbrook went to the free throw line. He's like, "Can't guard me. It's impossible." Fouls a bucket. Can't guard me. It's impossible. Then he missed the fucking free throw. <laughs> and he's over here fucking like concerned with that stupid shit. 
And it was from when they were playing in the playoffs last year. And he sent them home. And Damian Lillard fucking deed him up. He missed a fucking three. Damian started clapping. Old buddy got Damian the ball. And he shot a ball from fucking Texas. And it goes in. You know? And like, Russell Westbrook felt some type of way about that shit. You know, and continues to feel some type of way about that shit towards Dude, Damian Lillard. Well, like, Russell Westbrook let Ricky Rubio get under his skin. That's what I'm saying. Like, Russell Westbrook's a fucking jackass. And my, that's, he, he's just, he's an idiot. And so, like, fucking Damian Lillard, that game, Damian Lillard was 28-7-7 in a game they won by, like, 30 mm-hmm. against them. You know what I mean? And Portland's a team that's kind of struggling because they have a lot of injuries. And they, and they got a, they got blowed out. And they them. and they lost a lot of people from in free agency. They got blew out by the Oklahoma City Thunder, who's supposed to be in a rebuilding year. Exactly. So I'm saying, man, like fucking, uh, yeah, they got beat. Yeah, they got beat by Oklahoma City tonight. Um, uh, it's just again, Russell Westbrook sucks, dude. Like I just flat like. He's just, he's just, he sucks. Like, he's hes great, but God. He's, he's a great player, but he's not one of my favorites. Yeah, I mean, he's a talented, he's a great talent. He's, he's, he's a great talent. I like, you know, and he'll go down in history because you average a triple-double three straight years. That's fucking insane. He'll probably be in the Hall of Fame, but God, I like just just watching him. Just is just not fun. No. I'd much rather watch other people. I don't like the Rockets in general. They're just not fun basketball. I don't like watching them. It wasn't. It wasn't like the Phoenix Suns. Bad Phoenix Suns basketball. Oh, that shit was, was fun, fun as hell. Fun as but hell. like, I don't like watching this, these Rockets teams. I really don't. Like, I hate. Well, but, watching but these, them. but these new iterations, like the Chris Paul Rocket teams, were kind of fun. They're all right. I didn't really like watching them either. Fucking. Um, they were better constructed. I'll say that. Absolutely, I'll say that. I like to watch like the teams. I like watching. I like watching. I like watching the Bucks. I like watching the Lakers. I like watching the Lakers. I like watching um, the Heat. I love watching the Heat. That's fun as hell. The fuck it. I like watching the Grizzlies just because John Morant's so much fun. I like watching the Mavericks. I like watching the. I like watching the. I Jazz. like. I like watching a lot of the teams. I do not like watching the Houston Rockets because they're shittily constructed. Yeah. They have two ball dominant ball hog motherfuckers that can't decide who needs to do what. They both want to be the hero, too. Yeah. And they're fucking idiots. And the difference is, James Harden can be the hero. Russell Westbrook can't. But yeah. Russell Westbrook thinks he can. Yeah. And his shot selection shit. You know? I like which, you know what I'm saying, makes everything... Makes makes why Kevin Durant leaving valid. Yeah. It makes... It, it like it. But then again, like you can't make Kevin Durant happy because he left Golden State. And I don't think he's going to be happy with Kyrie. But we're going to find that out next year. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's the remaining to be seen, but you heard that here first. Just because of how both of them are, I don't think that's going to be... It might be lit in the beginning. Depends on how every, everything else is. It might be lit in the beginning. Because Kyrie needs to just shut the fuck up. Honestly. Yeah, like, that might be lit in the beginning, but but who knows? Like, so coming up next, we got our Thug Life Moment of the Week, and we're going to be talking about the NFC, like, you know, uh, title game. You guys keep it locked on the scoreboard, Podomatic Radio. Gas money, 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 gas money
dollar, I gotta get in the work. My debit card rejected like I was doing a jerk. My tummy is so hungry, my mind is going berserk. Cause if I can't afford to feed him, my girl won't give me dessert. So now I'm parking and I'm pulling up the handbrake. Hubcaps going tired, flatter than a pancake. This your little wool plies, man. And I wanna be your motherfucking governor. If elected, man, <laughs> I will be providing new programs such as sweet pussy taxes. Yeah. <laughs> I bet y'all sitting there like, what is sweet pussy taxes? That's tax relief for women with good pussy. And, and what what that mean is, <laughs> if you got good pussy, you ain't got to worry about no more motherfucking taxes. Sweet pussy taxes. Now let's talk about government spending, especially for teachers with good pussy. Free health care for side niggas. I ain't a Democrat. I ain't a Republican. I ain't a conservative. I'm all of the above. Hey, hey, I'ma clean up the community, bitch. Ooh, I had that look nice, Asian. And to any other candidates that ever thought that you can mess up my campaign, you can't mess up my campaign. I'm unmess up campaignable. Vote plies for governor because he ran off on the plug twice. You are listening to Podomatic Radio. You're listening to The Scoreboard with your host, Michael Hill and Ryan Kay. Catch them here every Tuesday on Podomatic Radio. Something that has to warm up before you use it, sir. How about your wife? This is the Scoreboard Thug Life Moment of the Week. Brought to you by nobody. Because we're on a budget. This is the place where douchebag behavior isn't only welcomed, but it's celebrated. Now, here's your host, HBK and the Arcade. Welcome back. It's a Thug Life Moment of the Week. And if you out here doing some Thug Life shit, we want to hear from you. You can hit us up on our Facebook at www.facebook.com slash scoreboard808. Or you can send us an email at scoreboard uh, underscore radio at yahoo.com. Or you can hit me up on Twitter at hbk underscore illmatic. So, uh, you want to go first? Yeah, yeah, I'll go first. Um, So, my Thug Life Moment of the Week goes at... So, this girl was on Twitter. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, she was talking about, um, she was just talking about some shit, and she said, um, she was talking about her sister's boyfriend of seven years. Mm-hmm. My thug life mode of the week goes out to that motherfucker. <laughs> she was tweeting, she goes, I will never forget when my mom tried to use her cancer to get my sister's boyfriend of seven years to propose by saying, don't make me go to my oldest daughter's wedding bald, Steve. And he looked this woman dead in the eyes and responded, They make really good wigs now, Joan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It's fucking ruthless, man. Good God. I saw that and I lost my fucking mind. Oh, man. I like my thug life moment of the week. Is not, you know, like, it's a thug because my man killed this guy with kindness. And I felt like it was hilarious because whenever you deal with assholes like this, you got to kill them with kindness. That's the most thug thing to do. Either acknowledge them or kill them with kindness. Yeah, dog. So it goes to my man, Daniel Cormier. And, yeah. every, and everybody knows that um, that the Conor McGregor fight was over the weekend. No, shout out to Conor McGregor and Cowboy Cerrone. Uh, so there was this guy. He tweeted at Dan, uh, Daniel Cormier. He said, uh at DC underscore MMA. Thanks for taking a night off and not doing commentary for UFC 246. Daniel Cormier uh, retweets it with a quote saying, You're welcome, buddy. Anything for the fans. Smiley face. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, man. Just trying to be hateful. 
Yep. Yeah, that's it. Daniel Cormier is one of the goats. Shut up. Yeah. The Daniel Cormier would be the greatest lightweight heavy, uh, light, light heavyweight ever if it wasn't for John Jones. Yeah, there's definitely a school of thought for that. That's so. Now, like, if it wasn't for John Jones, like Daniel Cormier could, would be the light, greatest light heavyweight ever. Or, like, no, said and done. Even John Jones said that whenever, even though he owns him, he was like, dude, not many people are going to meet, beat Daniel Cormier in his weight class. No. No. Yeah, just, and, and, they, and they have a kind of contentious kind of ass relationship. Yeah, like they have a terrible relationship. They, they do not like each other. Yeah. I like they has this moments where, you know, they can be civil, but they don't like each other. Yeah, because Daniel Cormier has always hated John Jones for being better than him. Yeah, and John Jones hates Daniel Cormier because he's like, "Motherfucker, you can't beat me!" Like, like and, 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 and you're always, you know, saying trying to call me out on my like on my flaws and shit. Yeah, exactly. Because that's all he has, really. Yeah, that's all he has on him. Like, you know, my demons and my flaws as a human being. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I'm like, what else you got? Because you can't beat me in the octagon. Yeah, exactly. Um, so speaking of not being able to beat someone. The Packers played the 49ers this weekend, and again, a, t- a team that, a team that has owned the Packers. So, here's the thing, man. Like I, and this is and, me. and, and this should, you should be happy because your favorite person, your least favorite person, Aaron Rodgers. Not only did he caught that L, like he didn't look good either. He didn't look like Aaron Rodgers of old. So, I'm gonna talk about this from an objective standpoint for a second. Um, okay. Second. The story. 49ers. Yeah, no, right. <laughs> the 49ers. The 49ers were a fucking garbage, garbage matchup for the Packers. So, the Packers' defense does not defend the tight end at all. Obviously, they couldn't defend the run either. (laughs) Yeah. Um, They don't have a great run defense. Um, The thing is, their defense, it was just a bad matchup. It really was just point blank. Like, uh, the, the Smiths cover up a lot of their defensive deficiencies them and uh jair alexander but that being said they just fucking god they just like i said they don't they don't match up well they don't match up well with the 49ers it's why they got the shit beat out of them in the regular season and it's why they got the shit beat out of them like in that game this weekend so the, the mere fact that Jimmy Garoppolo only attempted eight passes didn't have to throw the ball because they were just running the ball right down their fucking throats. That's not like listen, you know. Here's the thing, like yeah, you could sit here and you could make fun of like, oh yeah, Jimmy Garoppolo didn't throw the ball a lot. It's like he didn't fucking have to. That's that's why they didn't throw the ball because he didn't fucking have to. You know, he didn't need to. He just he did not need to, didn't have to. Not a bit. I mean, whenever you were beating them down like the way they were in the first half, at this point you just like you just hold on to the ball and eat up clock and take this shit home, which is what they did. Exactly. That's 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 all they had to do. Like and again, man, it was um it was interesting to watch, you know, just cause like it's interesting to watch for me just for the mere fact this team was picking second in the draft last year to yeah. go into the Super Bowl. Yeah. How? Hey, man. John Lynch, man. Just fucking Bosa, DeBuckner, all that, just all those guys. Got Quan Alexander, you know, like. Richard Sherman's still playing at a high level. Yeah, Richard Sherman's fantastic. By, by the way, uh, that thing, Darrell Revis. Darrell Revis tried to talk shit to him. 
like, yeah, man, you got shade him the whole fucking game, blah, 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 blah. Well, I, I love Darrell Rivas, but what he has to know is he's not, Richard Sherman's not that kind of corner. It's like, dude, he just takes away one half of the field. Like, you know, that's what he does. That's who he is. Uh, so every corner is different, dude. Every like, corner is different. I like, but his thing was like, because Richard Sherman started, it came at him at first. It started way back in 2012. Yeah. So it was just like one of those things, like Richard Sherman came at him and Darrell Rivas, you know. Waited a long time to smart off back. You know what I'm saying? So, like, they're both going in the Hall of Fame, but Rivas was better in his prime, like, way better than Russell. Uh, I mean, Richard Sherman was in his prime. Rivas Island was real. Now, I will say... Uh, and granted, I like, you know, Richard Sherman was great, but you had Cam Chancellor and Earl Thomas, and as a, a second and a safety duo, it, it doesn't get any better. Now, that. I'll say this, too. Richard Sherman's year nine looks a lot better than Darrell Reeves' oh, year Oh, most definitely. Looks. I'll say that. So, um, you know. Um, again, man, this game was just fucking ugly. Like, if you're a Packers fan, this is a fucking tough night for you. Granted, the thing is... I'm a, I'm a Vikings fan, and I'm saying this. So like, I understand that any if there's any Packers fans that listen to the show, you probably are going to have to take this with a grain of salt. Um, fucking, um, they, um, they very much had kind of a... They had a soft schedule this year, mm-hmm. and they matched, just like I mentioned, they didn't match up well with the 49ers. They matched up well with us. Yeah. Like, they owned us this year because the Smith brothers just wreaked havoc on Kirk. I can't deal with one pressure cousins. (laughs) And fucking, they just took away Dalvin Cook as much as they could in that second game. Uh You know? So, again, man, like, uh, the Packers, uh, the Packers were, the Packers matched up really well with the Vikings and they shellacked them. And the Packers were better than the Vikings, but we were overrated too. You know? (laughs) Like, they're overrated, but so were we, you know? So, but when I when I'm saying that the Packers are overrated, I am very aware that the Vikings suck. Let us not get that twisted. But the Packers were overrated, man. Like just plain and simple. Um, People are wondering if their if their Super Bowl uh, window was closed, and I don't think so. Aaron Rodgers isn't what he used to be, but this team is young. I like you guys are pretty good, and if you can get and you gotta think, I like this dude. Uh, this dude had twenty four and uh, twenty four touchdowns and four interceptions, and that's a down year for Aaron Rodgers. I like long as he doesn't turn the ball over. I like, and that was just an anomaly that game that he turned the ball as many times as he did. I like he usually doesn't do that. It was a bad game on Aaron Rodgers' part, but I feel like. Like yeah, it, is is he declining? Yes, but I still think, you know, you still have a year or two of Super Bowl window uh, window for him. I think I think the big problem is though, if you look at them compared to the other good teams, they need they need to up- upgrade they need an upgrade talent wise for sure. Um, so, uh, but the thing about Green Bay is they one they don't pay nobody, and two they always build through the draft. Yeah, so that that's that's the big thing with them, man. So, you know, they did go and sign the Smiths, so that was that was very helpful. But um, you know, I'm just uh, I I don't know, man. Like I, I'm just looking at them, and compared to like the Saints, they don't have they don't have the roster that some of these other teams do, especially in the NFC. Yeah, they don't have they're not as good as the Saints are. Mm-hmm. Um. They're not as good as the 49ers are. 
Like they're that. not as good as. Let's see. I'm trying to think of some of the other teams. So the Seahawks will be the better. Se- next the Seahawks. The Sea. They should have lost the Seahawks. They were the Seahawks had a lot of injuries and shit. And yeah, they, like, the Seahawks will be back next year. I like the Eagles will be back next year. The Cowboys might have something to say about that. It's just I like yeah, like it. It doesn't look good, but I don't wouldn't say that uh, the window is closed. When you have Aaron Rodgers as your quarterback, you know there's always a glimmer of hope. You know, it just depends on your Packer fans. I've always said this. I like, I don't believe in, it has nothing to do with coaching or Aaron Rodgers. I just don't believe in your GM and I don't believe in your organization. I like to bring in talent. Yeah, I don't believe in that either. So like I said, man. I like, they they always get like these guys, like these underrated guys that happen to work out for them. But then, but you know, they never really want to open up the wallet. Granted, because Aaron Rodgers took a big, big chunk of that, but still. Yeah, so, so that's that's so that's kind of how I kind of look at it. But you know, looking at the, the 49ers, I'm sitting here thinking, boy, because I know we was talking like you know, off, uh, like behind the scenes. And I was like, dude, this is fucking amazing. This team has been to the Super Bowl twice this decade with two different head coaches and two different quarterbacks. Yes, yeah, nuts to think about. No, like the rebuild did not take long. No, it didn't, and uh, that's definitely something to. Um, that that's just something to really hang your hat on. I mean, it's it's impressive. You know, the 49ers are just, you know, obviously they've had long spells, spells of being mediocre, mm-hmm. but they're a good franchise, mm-hmm. you know? Always have been. Yeah. Like I said, they've had spells of it for sure where they haven't been quite there, but, you know, it is it is something remarkable that two different quarterbacks, two different head coaches, and you've been in the Super Bowl within like six, seven, eight years yeah. of each other or whatever it is. It's nuts. It's crazy. Yep. Like I said, I I have a ton of respect for the job that Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch has done with the 49ers. And I'll say this though, I don't think I, I, I don't think that um I, I, I think it'll be interesting to see how you know, like I said, a lot of these critics are over here talking shit about Jimmy Garoppolo and shit and it's like, well, he hasn't had to throw the ball. He literally okay, so they had a buy we, he played the sorry-ass Vikings and the sorry-ass Packers. <laughs> he, you know, the the Vikings didn't have a biz, have any business being in that game with them. And the Packers had no business being in that game with them either. Yeah. So, they just, they ran them. Yeah. You know, they ran both of those teams. Jimmy Garoppolo didn't have to throw the ball because the Vikings suck ass. <laughs> and... He didn't have to throw the ball against the Packers because the fucking Packers just don't match up well with them. Mm-hmm. They're just able to run the ball down their throats. So, again, I'm interested to see how Jimmy Garoppolo does in the Super Bowl when he is. And, you know, and I'll say this for people who've been overly critical of him, and I've been critical of him at times, he did go on the road to New Orleans, throw four touchdowns, and put up 350 yards in a win yeah. against them. So that's impressive, you know. They're going to need that from him to beat fucking Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. I'm going to tell you that. All right, much. and the mere fact, like, you know, Patriots fans are sitting there looking at that like, man, that could have been us. Yeah, of course. Of course they're looking at them like uh, him like that. Fucking idiots. That's why you don't let Tom Brady throw a temper tantrum and make you trade a guy. It's fucking stupid, you know. But they couldn't afford to keep him. Yeah, that's, that's true. Because they couldn't afford to keep him, so you know their loss is their gain. I like you should thank you guys should thank Bill Belichick for that. Oh yeah, for sure. 
Because I think you only gave up like a second or a third rounder for him. Mm-hmm. Something like that. Like a, for like you know for a starting quarterback. So yeah, like with the uh, the turnaround from this team is remarkable. I wish the fucking Jets could do that, but we're trash. Yeah. Yeah, I like. I, I wish I wish the Jets could do that, but I like we're we're freaking trash. So you know, like this this I like this because I remember somebody uh, was saying that on Twitter. He was like, "Look, so this team was drafted like number two last year. Now they're in the fucking Super Bowl. I don't want to hear uh, no more about how this thing can't be turned around within a year." Yeah, yeah, that's true. You know, like, you now, know. granted, the only reason they're picking two is because their quarterback tore his ACL up mm-hmm. the year prior. So that's that's part of why. So, you know, granted, so you need to contextualize that a little bit. Like, you had your starting quarterback you paid for go down, mm-hmm. you know, and didn't play. So, yeah, that's, that's, uh, like, yeah, that, yeah, that's a thing. Yeah, for sure. You know, most definitely. But, all right, I cannot wait to see the Super Bowl. I think it's going to be a thriller. More so, more, I'm more glad that the Patriots aren't in it. Just like I said, like, you know, like in the first segment, yep. like, it's, it's good to see some new blood. It's good to see us bring to see some new blood. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know what I'm saying? So like we're gonna be talking about that next week. We're gonna be giving our cause next week's the Pro Bowl and we're gonna be getting into all that next week. But like coming up next, like your questions are in and we cannot wait to answer them. So you guys keep it locked on the scoreboard, Potomatic Radio. D-I-G-G, he fly as they describe him Why son blow up so high, they criticize him Besides run, probably call Russell, they try to lie son Nah son, I fight for the prize, I got my eyes on Minds on being a part of the new horizon AT&T deals done, next is Verizon Blow more wiser than rhymes by womanizers Philip Lim Blazer, parties with Mike Kaiser Snapbacks and Jordans ain't that important When you headlining that Essence Festival in New Orleans Super dome, feeling super grown but stupid long, yeah, you know the song. Sometimes I get my cupid on. Don't confuse the tune with Jeremiah, like I won't spit by and ruin your whole high. I say that to inspire the questions that you. Yo, thank you. Joel, Hulu has live sports MB? I thought your nickname was The Process. Not anymore. All right. Do you think you could sign this without the Hulu has live sports? Legally, nah. Nah? Nah. That's kind of weird. This for MB. Why'd you change your nickname? Money. Hulu has live sports. Hulu has live sports. What's up, guys? You've been listening to The Scoreboard. Like us on Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash scoreboard 808. And you can also follow HBK and The Arcade on Twitter at DXHeartbreakKid and Arcade. And remember, you can catch us every Tuesday on Podomatic Radio. It's already 110 in the summer, and if it gets one degree hotter, I'm going to kick your ass. Hey guys, it's mail time! This is the part of the show where we answer your questions. We usually expect questions like these. Tell me about Spider-Man. Why wasn't Thor in that one? Do you guys think that if MJ hadn't died, he would still be alive today? And these. What the fuck do a mermaid got to do with coffee any motherfucking way? And for the love of God, use spell check. Take it away, fellas. Appreciate it, bro. 
say we got your questions in and if you also want to send us questions you can also hit us up on facebook at www.facebook.com slash scoreboard 808 or you can shoot us an email at scoreboard underscore radio at yahoo.com or you can uh or you can dm me on twitter on hbk underscore illmatic so we got four questions today and we're gonna get into it the first question comes from hold up i gotta pull it up in my memos i got it from Jalen from Indiana. He said, hey guys, long time listener. After his impressive victory over Cowboy Cerrone this weekend, do you think Conor McGregor will get a rematch with Khabib and would you want to see it? Uh, I know you didn't see this fight, so I saw this fight. I I, well, I watched the 40 seconds of like the the shoulder strikes dropping his guard to yeah. get the head kick and he falls down. As, yeah, yeah. I, no, I right. saw it. All right. Uh, as far as Dana White wants to get a rematch, I like that's that's in his that's in his sights. Uh, I don't. It depends on what Conor wants to do, basically, because everybody wants to fight him. I like that everybody that that's the big money fight. The reason he gave uh, Conor gave Donald Cerrone the fight is because he likes and respects Donald Cerrone. He feels like he deserved it. And that's one of the few people that like he didn't trash talk like that. Yeah, like you didn't hear a word out of him yeah. really. Like yeah, um, he likes and respects him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, he still said he was gonna kick his ass, but you ain't. It, it wasn't like how it was, and I think Conor's just like in a better place now. Well, I mean, you know, I think he's still Conor McGregor, but he dude, he didn't even when he got into the cage, he didn't even do that Vince McMahon strut when he came got in the ring. I think the thing is, uh, I think that uh, the last year or so has been really humbling for him, and uh, you know, Ireland doesn't fuck with him like they used to, um, even though they still fuck with him heavy. They still no, no like the thing is like uh, like. I read a really interesting article a guy wrote about, like, yeah, you know, he went and, like, talked to the guy that was his trainer and stuff, but then he talked to, like, a lot of the locals, and there's that one bar that he's, like, yeah, he pops in on, like, once or twice, a, you know, twice a week or whatever. He's, like, yeah, it's chill. He's, like, but uh, they still fuck with him like crazy. He was, like, but, um, you know, the actual, um, like, the, there's a lot of people from Ireland that, that think he's, like, changed and he's like yeah he doesn't respect us blue collar people like he's he became what he fucking hated like man fuck him like a lot of them don't like him yeah and it's crazy to me but that's just kind of what it is mm -hmm. and um so so, ba so basically like you know as much as as much as he likes to talk shit about floyd mayweather he basically used the floyd mayweather blueprint to how to get paid and be a cash cow in the mma well or like like it or not like it's the same blueprint well and the other thing too um the other thing that was interesting about it was, you know, he said that he would like to fight Khabib. Yeah. He's, he's been on record saying that. And his his trainer claimed that, like, he's like, dude, his headspace wasn't right. He goes, I was done training him. He goes, and he showed up. He goes, and he convinced me, he goes, to, like, l train him. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, he goes, I was sitting there, like, he goes, after a point, he goes, you can say whatever you want. He goes, but, like, I just need to see it. He goes, finally, he goes, like, he comes in 10 days in a row. He goes, doesn't say a word, is in the gym early as fuck, getting his work in. He goes, and I was like, all right, fine. You know? So, you know, like. Like a beeb's a bad matchup for him. Yeah, I mean, he just he just is. So. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, like he wants it. I like and Dana White wants because because Dana White gives Conor McGregor whatever the fuck he wants. But you know, like he he likes fighting at uh at lightweight. 
I like because he was at 170. He can go down. I like he can go down from. Uh, no, he likes fighting at welterweight, uh, light lightweight, and featherweight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so like he, so he had, so with those three uh, weight classes, like he has his options of anybody. Yeah, like everybody wants to fight him. Jorge Masvidal is chomping at the bit to fight this guy, which I think would be a. Great I think that'd be a fucking great fight. That'd be a great fight. Jorge, Jorge Masvidal wants him in the worst way. You know, like Kamaru Usman, I like you know he's totally down for putting his belt, his welterweight title on line. That would be a good one too because I think that guy has as much striking power as anybody and he's a fan favorite because he shut up Kobe Kobe, uh, Kobe Covington. Oh my god, that was the best. That was the best. Oh my god, fuck Kobe Covington. I would love to see Conor McGregor beat the fuck out of Kobe Covington. I cannot, that's my least favorite fighter in UFC. No one fuck likes him. He's no, terrible. No one likes him except the MAGA chuds. Yeah, the They're MAGA like, chuds. But fuck those people anyways. Like, what? like and maybe troops that like he hasn't been a dick to. Yeah, true that. True yeah, that. yeah, but yeah, he just because uh, I remember K- uh, Kamaru Uzma was sitting there saying he was like, dude, he keeps on talking to me like you know he thinks like he's better than me because he's American and like he's, he's entitled to this. He was like, dude, I'm what it means to be an American. Like I came here as an immigrant and bust my ass. Dude, Kamaru Uzma's fucking awesome. He's great. I fucking love him. He's a fantastic fighter. He's a fantastic I, fighter. He shut him up quick, quick too. He he said he could not wait to get in. Like he said he could not wait to get in the, uh, in the octagon with him. He said whenever I get my hands on him, he said he's gonna feel the wrath of every immigrant. Dude, at the end, of, like, dude, Covington was fucked up yeah. too. Like, oh my god, that was he, rough. Like, like, he was so fucked up. He ran out the he ran out the uh, octagon. Ain't nobody trying to hear nothing out of Kobe Covington. Fuck him, you know. But like, uh, Usman is a, is a great fight. Like, if he wants to continue to be at welterweight, uh, welterweight, uh, shit. Like another person name out there is Tyron Woodley. Tyron yeah, that'd Wood- be a good fight. Ty- Tyron Woodley doesn't like Conor McGregor either. I like he been he stayed talking shit about Conor McGregor. That'd be the the possibilities are endless. Yeah, they're, they're endless. And there's a lot of fun fights out the, there the, for, for him. him. I like it. Just depends on what Conor wants to do. I like if if Conor wants it, then like Dana White would make it happen. You know, because that's basically where it is. Because that's Conor says at this point. You know, he doesn't sign like you know three or four fight fight deals. He said there's no need for him to. He said we just sign him sign one fight at a time. Yeah, I mean, because the guy's got more money than, like, yeah. he knows what to do with anyways. You know, like I said. So, there's a lot of fun stuff on the, on the you know, on the horizon for him if he wants it. Yeah, and it looks like, you know what I'm saying, he plans on being here for a while. Like, he's a, like I said, like, him having having kids and him just being away for a while, I think he's in a better headspace. And I feel like, you know, well, like, the best is yet to come. Um... Second question comes from Patrick from Pennsylvania. Said, "Hey guys, I don't know if you gentlemen touched on the subject or not, but how you feel about the la- lack of blackhead coaches in the league? I'm not one of those people that's just like give them a job, you know, what I'm saying because they're black or anything. I like I want qualified people in there, but the mere fact that Eric Bieniemy hasn't gotten a shot to be a coach yet is quite ludicrous. What's your thoughts? It's trash. It's absolute." Lead the stupidest fucking thing in the world that Eric Bieniemy hasn't got. Like, what the fuck? Again, I've I don't understand how the Giants can hire Jason Garrett, Jason Garrett to be their offensive coordinator and and, and, a, and a guy that's, and a special teams coordinator from the Patriots to be their head coach. It's ridiculous. It's fucking stupid. Like, um, like man, I'll tell you, um, Mina Kimes was on Outside the Lines and she had a really great fucking little closing statement mm-hmm. on it if you guys haven't seen that go check that out she's a wonderful fucking thoughtful yeah she's great great person um but uh the enemy is 
Enemy was at the top of my list if I am a team looking for a head coach. Mm -hmm. He would have been the top of my list, personally. Mm -hmm. Like This dude's literally the offensive coordinator of the best offense in football. This dude is revered. Yes. He, and he, like, he, every place he's been, everyone has a wonderful, great, effusive praise for him mm -hmm. that he deserves because he's and awesome. Like, and my thing is, we don't even know if he's going to be good. All right, but I, I to sit here and say he doesn't deserve a shot, I like, is ludicrous. When Todd Bowles got, uh, was the head coach of the New York Jets, he deserved that because he, like, he was one of the best defensive coordinators in football. And later we found out that, you know, he's not meant to be a head coach. He's a defensive coordinator. He's killing it in Tampa. Yeah. All right, but at least he got that opportunity. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, sometimes North Turner got opportunities for, as a for, heck. For, for no reason. It wasn't warranted. He got nor he, but he was a good coordinator. Yeah, you know, like I said, it it happens. Like fucking, again, the fact that Bienemy hasn't gotten a head coaching job is one of the most laughable things I've ever seen. And again, I think that um, I think ultimately, you should be trying to like the Rooney Rule is a joke. I like these guys. That these guys come in for token interviews, knowing good and well. Like they're not gonna, um, uh, they're not gonna uh, get the job. Like the Chargers uh, head coach Anthony Lynn, I think. Yeah, I, I think he was. I think he turned down like a, a coach, a coaching opportunity just for the mere fact they're just gonna have me in there for a token interview because that's the thing to do. Yeah, I like they don't they don't really consider me having the job. I'm not like a serious candidate. That's what I'm saying, man. Like, and it, it sucks because like, it, it just sucks. Like the Rooney the Rooney Rule doesn't help shit no. it's it's it just doesn't and again i understand your point like yeah you shouldn't just be willy-nilly offering jobs to people for no reason but at the same time you have a league full of idiot fucking moron coaches that are getting these jobs repeated jobs while dudes like Airbnb are getting ignored yes and it's fucking ridiculous to me like i said if i was a team insert if I had been, the, listen, as much as I like the rule hire for the Panthers, Biennemi would have been my first call, yeah. personally. That would have been my first that'd choice. That would have been my first choice. That's just me. Just for the mere fact that the Carolina Panthers, they don't they don't switch coaches like that. And he would have got a fair shot there. Yeah, that's what I'm like saying. David Tapper would have gave him a fair shot there. And like in Carolina Panthers history, like every head coach they've had outside of maybe the first one, like they've been to the Super Bowl. John Fox went to the Super Bowl. Ron Rivera went to the Super Bowl. So there's kind of history there, you know. what I'm saying of some kind of stability. Yeah. So I like. So I agree with you. I like. Yeah. I, I don't think everybody's because I I don't think Leslie Frazier should have been a head coach. I don't think Raheem Morris should have been a head coach. You know what I'm saying? But at least they got the opportunity, and now we know that you know. What I'm saying the, the thing about you know what I'm saying more like you know incompetent black coaches, all the head coaches, then it. There are a lot, there are a few, lot few less black incompetent coaches than there are white incompetent coaches, because they haven't had, we haven't had the chance like that. You know, we have Mike Tomlin. Mike Tomlin is is at a, is with a gold standard franchise. Yep. You know, a lot of these black coaches aren't getting with gold fran a standard franchise. They got to deal with my sorry ass franchise Jets or Denny Green. You got to go to the fucking Cardinals or some shit like that and build it from scratch. Yeah, I agree. I like, but you know, from the small sample size that you know that you see, you know, 
we have a small enough sample size that they, they they're more than capable than doing the job. It's just like everything else, you have to find the right guy. Yeah, for sure. You have to find the right guy. So, um, third question comes from Johan from Virginia. So, how's it going, fellas? I heard the Astros are looking at Dusty Baker as their, as their manager. You guys think that's a good move? Dusty Baker frustrates me and has always frustrated me. Dusty Baker is sort of a good manager. My thing is, like, he's a good manager with a team full of veterans. And I think, like, this team of veterans is uh, veteran enough to, like, police themselves. I don't like Dusty Baker or, like, a young squad on the come up. I can agree with that. I also can. I also will say, do not let Dusty Baker be in charge of your pitching staff. He will ruin your pitchers. Yeah. Ask the Cubs. Ask they Gary will Wood. tell you. Mark Pryor. Mark Pryor and Kerry Wood, man. That is all you have to say about that shit. Um, again, I I think it'd be an all right move for them though, because I mean they have their established. You know they have Verlander and Granky. And they have, you know, Springer and Altuve and all those cats. Like, yeah, that wouldn't be a bad move for them. They'd be fine. I mean, they need, that. they need some kind of stability after the shit they just did. You know, you guys robbed this out of two World Series, but okay. They're like, you know, you need some kind of... Uh, you need some someone respectable, and Dusty Baker is respectable enough. He's a Band-Aid. Yep, for sure. I agree with that. He's I, a Band-Aid, you know Yeah, he's a, good, he's a good baseball guy. Like, you know, again, he... He's respectable enough to give them some kind he's of. He's obstinate and he's a fucking. He's very old school, so that might that, that with, might run with, the with with what the Astros used to do with the analytics and like really really analytic heavy. That might be against the grain of what they normally were about. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, it's interesting enough. Yeah, I, it's okay. I think it'd be an okay hire. Yeah. Oh, at this point, they just trying to they just trying to get the news off of them. Yeah, I think so. You know, they're just trying to hurry up and get away from the distance G- themselves as much as possible from that shit. Yeah, so like, uh, so that's just like a good glue guy to give them some kind of respectability. Because whether you, whether regardless of what you think about Dusty Baker, he is respected around the league. So yeah, true enough. Uh, last question comes from Khalil from Kentucky. He said, "Hey guys, I saw that idiot Stephen A. Smith salivating at the thought of Giannis joining the Warriors this summer. Isn't this the same guy that killed Kevin Durant for that? What's the difference? And would you like to see that?" No, I wouldn't like to see that. That's fucking awful, and I hate everything about it, and it makes me want to fucking die thinking It's about not it. going to happen. Listen, that's a thing that... So, with Stephen A. Smith talking about that shit, that's just him uh, liking the idea of fucking Giannis being surrounded by Steph Curry and Clay Thompson. Like, oh, man, how fun would it be to watch this guy in this situation? I mean, it'd be ludicrous. I mean, it would, like it wasn't fun to watch Kevin Durant and Clay Thompson and stuff. Exactly. But, <laughs> but that's what he was and saying. I, and, I, and I agree with that point. That, like, how is it any different? It's not. And it's like, you killed Kevin Durant for this, but you would celebrate Giannis doing, doing this? That? Like, now, granted, Giannis... Giannis isn't better than Kevin Durant in his different circumstances, but still, Giannis is the best player in basketball. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's about to win back-to-back MVP awards, probably, yeah. if the season continues the way it's going. Um, he gets he He's getting better at his jump shooting from three every every week. It looks like it's he just... It looks like it's coming, and you can't coming. stop it. Yeah, it's coming, man. He's already unguardable. 
I uh, like, you know, so I like, but me personally, I don't, I, you said, would I like to see it? I don't care. I'm a Laker fan. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I'm used, I, I'm so used to my team winning, you know, I don't care if other teams feast and eat, you know what I'm saying? But I like to point out the Stephen A. Smith thing. I like, yeah, that there is no difference. I like, I don't see why he was salivating for that. I like, I thought it was stupid whenever it's I saw it. It's hypocritical as hell. Um, I'll say and this. Some, and somebody needs to, somebody needs to uh, the, the call him out on that. I'll say this. I like, I don't care. Like, you know what I'm saying? What the situation was. Like, Kevin Durant's one of the best players in the world. Giannis is one of the best. Kevin Durant didn't need Golden State. I like, and Giannis doesn't need Golden State. So, it's a, like, it's basically the same thing. And I'll say this, too. Here's the thing. So, here's why I don't want to see that. Because I want to see Giannis win a championship with the fucking Bucks. It hasn't that, been done since Lou Alcindor and Oscar Robinson. That's what I'm saying, man. I, the, let the Bucks have some shit. They've been, man, they had some cool shit with Sidney Moncrief in the 80s. They had and some they, cool teams. And they had some cool shit with uh, Ray Allen and Glenn, Big Dog Glenn Robinson. That's what I'm saying, but like they just never quite, you know, they never, they never quite ever got good enough to get all the way back. And I'm glad they got rid of those ugly purple jerseys. God, those things were so ugly. Oh my God, yeah, and the new jerseys are flames. Yeah, the new jerseys are fire. So I, I like it's not in Giannis's like you know makeup. You know what I'm saying to want to go do that. He he wants to beat everyone. He like, wants to be in Milwaukee. I like, dude. I like when Jason when he heard the news that Jason Kidd was getting fired. I like he called up Jason Kidd and, t- and asked him what he can do to prevent him from getting fired. Yeah. Yeah, that's the kind of guy that he is, which lets me know that he had nothing to do with that shit. That's what I'm saying. Like Giannis is a great kid, and he's a great. He's just great. And so, like I said, I I personally uh, and, I, and I feel like you know it'll just it'll make his legacy even better if he wins one in Milwaukee. I personally, just as a basketball fan, the landscape of basketball right now, where everyone's like real spaced out, suits mm. me just fine. Yeah. This year, oh. the league has been really fun. Yes, most definitely. You know, like, I mean, oh, dude, I, the Lakers the Lakers are one of the best teams in basketball. They got beat by, like, 30 tonight by the by a very solid Celtics team. Yeah. that's And that's what I'm getting at. Like, just the, the Heat are fun. The Celtics are fun. The a Bucks lot, are fun. A lot of teams that I um, want to watch. There's a lot of good quality basketball being played because these teams are, like, the talent spaced out yeah, now. Yeah, spaced out now. You know, and the Nets are going to be fun when they get Kevin they Durant back. back. Like, they're going to be a lot of fun. Um, they're kind of fun now, just yeah. with Kyrie being a one-man yeah. show, but it really is going to be Yeah, exactly. And then you have, like, young young and up-and-coming teams like the Grizzlies. Like, that's cool watching John, John Morant and Jaron Jackson. Like, mm-hmm. that's awesome. So, you know, again, it just – it's very interesting to watch for sure. And – uh I just I like what the Bucks have done and what they're continuing to do. I like their team, so I don't really love the idea of Giannis going to play for Golden State. And, and I don't and I don't think he's going to just for the no. mere fact, like you know, Giannis is one of those type of people that he doesn't he doesn't like to move around and travel a whole lot. Like he, he like he likes he's one of those type of people. Like if I'm here, then I'm gonna stay put here until like until they just don't want me anymore. I also kind of like I feel like he has a very like. I want to beat the best. I don't want to play with the best. I want to beat them. And he said that he likes being like you know a big fish in a small pond. Yeah, he does like that. So I don't. Yeah, man, that's that's ridiculous. Uh, and the mere fact, like you know, dude, like that new stadium is the house that Giannis built. And yeah. you gotta think, I like you know Kareem, Oscar, I like. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a lot of great players that played in Moncrief, Milwaukee. Moncrief, Moncrief, like Ray Allen, Glenn Michael, Robinson, Michael Red. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, a lot of great players that played there. Vin Baker. I like, and they call it the house that Giannis built. That's, that means a lot. Exactly. Especially whenever Kareem Abdul-Jabbar played for your franchise. Yep. That new stadium is the is the building that you built. Yep. I like they. You was the reason they were able to get that because the revenue and everything else. I like you're the. Uh, he's the reason that people were excited about Bucks basketball again. And I think. And I think he like he relishes that uh, opportunity. He loves that responsibility. And you know he just he just he just loves that the city embraced him like one of his own. Cause to be honest with you guys, whenever he was he was real raw, ain't nobody was on Giannis like that. No. I like nobody couldn't even say his name. I said the first person that probably brought his name up was the arcade. Yep. They called him the Greek freak because he couldn't say his name. <laughs> yep, that's true. He couldn't say his name, and that was years ago. So yeah, I don't think that's in Giannis's makeup. That's just something thrown out here. But I am disappointed in the fact that Stephen A. will be salivating at that thought just for the mere fact that if it were to happen, he killed Kevin Durant. I like for yeah, doing that. Stupid. It's like it's really stupid. Somebody should call him out for that. Well, I'm doing it, but he'll never listen to this show. But yeah. I'm doing it. All right, that's that's stupid as hell. So uh, that's the end of our show. All right, AEW is this uh, this week. We got NBA basketball. Uh, the U.S. I know the Australian Open is mm-hmm. going on. Hockey action going on. Yeah, a lot of cool shit. A lot of cool shit. I like the Royal Rumbles this weekend. Yeah, it is. Yeah, the Royal Rumbles this weekend. Uh, there's probably some UFC uh, UFC pay-per-view. Oh, well, no, UFC Fight Night going on this weekend as well. Mm-hmm. It's not a big pay-per-view until February 8th. That's when John Jones is fighting. Um, is there anything else going on? I think that about covers it, man. That about covers it. You know, you can always hit us up on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash scoreboard808. And you can follow us on Twitter. I'm at HBK underscore Illmatic. He's uh, Arcade at R underscore K-A-Y-D-E. Uh, all caps. You can hit us up via email at scoreboard underscore radio at yahoo.com. And that, you said you ain't have nothing else? Nah, that's it. Man. Oh, I'll be remiss to say, you know, uh, like... Rest in peace to the late, uh, great soul man Rocky Johnson. The, oh the father yeah, that the, was a bummer. Yeah, yeah the the, uh, the father of the great uh, of Dwayne the Rock Johnson, and also my thoughts and prayers go out to Chandler Parsons, whose career might be over because he suffered. He was in a bad car wreck today. Oh damn. Yeah, like this morning or yesterday or something like that. And they said like he's got, say he's got a lot of uh, permanent injuries, and they said his career. They say he, they they say he suffered uh, some career-ending injuries. And they say you suffer some permanent injuries. So my I, my thing is, that's a he's, bummer. He's done. I like he's done. Oh, I like, which is unfortunate because whenever he was healthy, he was kind of a solid player. So, I like I just want to send my prayers and condolences out to him. You know. So I like. With that being said, I said we'll see you guys back and better better than ever next week. Peace out. Later, guys.